Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, your boat, your motorcycle, whatever it may be. You need insurance more than ever. They're the pros, pros, and they'll do everything they can to save you money. No doubt you want to go with the best in the business. That's Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And now, by the way, the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament will be Wednesday, August 4th, Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We will be a part of the tournament again. It's a privilege they keep asking us, and it's a privilege to talk about it because it's such a great cause. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Let's see, play-by-play call today. So we could go with the Yankee triple play or with something far more meaningful. Dan Hicks, Paul Azinger on NBC yesterday. Rom hit a big putt on 16 to save par. Then he rolled in a left to right on 17, which was a fabulous putt to get himself to five under. And then on 18, his second shot went just a little bit wide, but it went wide to the right into the bunker. He came out of the bunker, played a conservative bunker shot, which was a smart play, and then he sunk the putt for birdie anyway, as you just heard, to win his first major championship. And after being knocked out of the memorial because he was asymptomatic, uh, and by the way, did a brilliant job with the media of taking the high road. I mean, really, he was great with the media taking the high road. You feel like that was well-deserved. He's a great player anyway, but that was well-deserved and obviously very popular. Ron was a very popular player. A little bit like Matt. Once in a while, he'll slam a club. But, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's something on video that we all of us had to agree ahead of time. We wouldn't video you. We don't want to show a little Luke and a little Mark. But, you know, how Daddy reacts on 17. And that rule still stands <laughs> this year. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, the NCAA meets. Now that the Alston case has been now determined by the Supreme Court and the NCAA, in a shocking blow, lost, um, it was only a 9 nothing ruling. 
that's the that's the equivalent of Mark Emmerich getting posterized on a dunk. <laughs> wow. The NCAA is going to meet this uh, council is going to meet tomorrow and Wednesday on name, image, and likeness. They say that such legislation, though, will not come down for at least a week, a week from today. So the NCAA Council is meeting tomorrow, Wednesday, on name, image, and likeness. It then goes to the Board of Governors for final approval. The board is scheduled to meet next Monday. Okay? So at least let's at least give everybody the timetable. In Dallas, tomorrow and Wednesday... Uh, more work from the full 11-person group on the 12-team college football playoff proposal. So it's a big week. Uh, Sixers uh, don't have a big week. They have nothing going on this week. There's no game scheduled. That's what happens when you lose Game 7 at home. In fact, you lose Game 5 at home, you lose Game 7 at home. And for some odd reason, win Game 6 on the road. I I can't explain it. Maybe Matt Leon can Matt, welcome. Great to have you back. Great to be with you. Uh, how do you assess what we just witnessed with the Philadelphia 76ers? Uh, it's sad because I I know they lost the series, but I, I think they're so much better than the Hawks, and they had to work so hard to lose this thing. I would this series they didn't they, they lost game 7. They lost this series in games 4 and 5 when they blew the big leads and or maybe 3 and 4. I forget. I did all runs together. Uh when they blew the big leads, had everything in control and found ways not to win. Um uh, you know, it's stunning. It's really stunning. Every we the, the way everything fell from a matchup standpoint, where they wouldn't get Brooklyn or Milwaukee until the conference finals, and to not even get to that point is just uh, a disappointment, almost criminal in nature. And uh, it's just a shame. The city was ready. The city was excited. And I actually I had a lot of people ask me, after they blew the lead in Game 5, what do you think is going to happen? I said, well, if it's going to stick to the Philadelphia narrative, they're going to win Game 6 only to set everybody up for the great disappointment of losing Game 7 at home. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. You know, what's interesting about it is that, you you know, do I think the Sixers are better than the Hawks? Yes. Trey Young has marvelous moments, but is so massively inconsistent. I mean, he was like this in college, too. Like, like... I mean, what, he was two for 18 at one point last night? He's two for yeah, 18. I, they win the game. And, of course, yeah, he finally hits a shot near the end. Well, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay? Stop doing stuff like that. Watch the whole game. He didn't play well. Yeah. No, and that's that's another indictment, the fact that, you he know, I think he was well. one for 12 at the half. Yes. Something in that ballpark. And the Hawks were up two. You know, the fact that. That Hawks team with Trey Young not able to throw it in the ocean right. was able to pretty much dictate. You know, they, they didn't dominate by any stretch, but the Sixers were climbing uphill most of the night. At home, right. with Young shooting like that is just, it's amazing and not in a good way. Like, it just, it blows your mind. Uh, and, you know, I mean, 
you can talk about next year. You only get so many chances where things, you know, line up right and to not even get to the conference finals, you know, is it's just a, it's a massive failure. All right. So now let's let's take it a step further. Ben Simmons can do some marvelous things. But there's so many things where he is so limited. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, Brendan Knight was a point guard for Pitt. Brendan Knight, Knight could run the point, great passer, everything. But he couldn't shoot free throws. And I said to the Pitt people, I said, you guys get to a tournament. I said, you can't keep him in the game. Tell What is your take on Simmons? I... I've been a Simmons defender because I do think I think he does so many things that are just elite defensively, you know, floor seeing the floor. I think he does a lot of things that don't show up in the box score, but he's regressed offensively. You know, because I remember saying his first couple of years, you know, yes, the three point shooting it's it's silly. You know, I don't. I think it's a he doesn't want to rather than he can't. But he does so many other things, and that's going to come. You know, he's a young guy. It's going, and it's gone completely the other way. I mean, I don't think his Ben Simmons' time in Philadelphia, which if I had to make a bet, I would say is probably up, is going to be epitomized by that dunk he didn't take it late in the game last night, where he. Passes it to Matisse Seibel. I mean, he's under the basket. He's 6'10". You beat your man. What do you think's going to happen? Tree Rollins ain't coming out of a retirement to block that shot. Like, I, I, But that just shows you where he is mentally. You know, in his fourth quarter numbers, I think he took three shots in the fourth quarter of the whole series. I, it just it blows your mind. The free throws, you know, that's mental. You know, he was at what sixty five, sixty eight, yeah. which was not good enough. But I could live with that. Yes. I mean, the playoffs, he's at thirty two. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's and it's all upstairs, all in his head. And you know, in a lot of ways, he's his own worst enemy. Because how many of these off seasons have we seen these videos on Instagram of him shooting in the summer, and you know, all. Oh, it's going to be different now. It's going. No, it's not. When the lights go on, it's the same thing. They play too many possessions, four on five, because he wants nothing to do offensively once they get across the midcourt line. And I just, I, I don't know. Like I said, I've been somebody who's defended Simmons, uh, and you just, I. What can you say? There's nothing you can point to and say, well, but no. I mean, the, he shrunk when they needed him. You know, and this isn't some, you know, late first round, second round pick that, you know, has developed. This is a guy the first overall pick in the draft. Like, my goodness. And I don't know. I, it, as far as I'm concerned, it is all mental. I don't – obviously, you try to get somebody to talk to him, to, but I, I don't think it's going to work here. I think there's too much there, – there's too much baggage and – he probably should be moved one way or another. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, like I said, he still has – he can do a lot of things, but uh, it's just been such a massive failure offensively, yeah. and I don't think it's something he can come back from here. 
Um, and I don't know if the fan base will let him come back. Because even if he averages 27 a game in the regular season next year, like if he stays, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it won't matter unless they win a title or at least get to the finals. It just, you know, it's become toxic. And uh, I can't explain it. I, I, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen a kid this talented regress like he has in his three, four years in the, in, in the league on offense. It's really amazing. On the other hand, my respect for Joel Embiid, which was already high to begin with, went way up in this series. He played hurt and played minute after minute after minute at a high level. I, I was really impressed by, by, you know, he's got talent, but I was impressed by the ticker. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think the greatest compliment you can pay him is if you watch some of these later games with no, with no context – and then somebody told you he's playing on a partially torn meniscus, yeah. it would just blow your mind. Yep. Like, it, it's just – he wasn't out there, like, giving his best and wasn't himself, but you appreciate the – I mean, he's out there on one leg, and he's pouring in 30 and, you know, doing it from all over the place. And when you've kind of got that, I think that's what makes the Simmons stuff even more egregious is on the other side of the scale – You've got what Embiid's doing, and the fact that Embiid shoots foul shots well and has gotten better as his career has gone on and is now a guy that you're actively trying to get the ball to, which is almost unheard of for a guy his size, where you're trying to funnel the ball to him in big big spots where he's going to get fouled. Um, It just – the dynamic is just so out of whack. And another thing, kind of another layer on this – you know, Embiid is by no means old, but you've lost a year of his prime. Like, um, all the talk yeah. about he should have been MVP, we can have that discussion, you know, whatever, but this is another year of his, a very, very special prime of a very, very special career that basically has been wasted. Yeah, it's nice they were the one seed, and yes, they did win a series, and that's all great, but, you know, with the way he's playing at this time of his career, I mean, you should be winning titles. Yeah, I know. And to not even get out of the conference semi, it's just egregious. Not egregious is this conversation. Thank you so much, sir. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Appreciate it very much. No problem. Thank you. Matt. We're going to have John Clark's same topic, final half hour. Sixers, uh, Doc Rivers said today, Sixers have a plan to help out Simmons. I mean, how? By making him a Sacramento king? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, they have a plan. It's on paper. Me. I'll ask that to John Clark, see what he thinks. Uh, let's give credit where credit is due to Kevin Durant. Durant went out and played 53 minutes, which is every minute in the Nets loss in Game 7. He played all 53 minutes. He had, what do you have in the game? 48, 49 points, 47 points, something like that, right? I believe so, yeah. I think it was 47. So let's do a quick review of the big three for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant, 53 minutes, 47 points. James Harden, bad hamstring, still played 53 minutes, struggled through, but he played all 53. Kyrie Irving played his usual zero. All right, so we're done. 
Oh, that's cruel. He's hurt. He's injured. I, I thought that we were supposed to avoid all that when we have load management, right? Yeah, after this postseason, I think that needs to be reevaluated along with the officiating for the NBA. Let me ask you straight up. When's the last time you ever heard the words load management used with a hockey player? None. Exactly. People, and if, if you want to then tell me in no uncertain terms, and I'll, I'll accept this, how many times have we heard how athletes want to be paid by like entertainers? Right? Have we heard that? That we have. We're entertainers. Well, guess what? Part of being an entertainer is when it comes to the time to entertain, you got to show up. No offense. I mean, like, what's Metallica's load management? 40-city tour, load management. Nah, you know what? I think I'm going to take the night off. What? Well, wait a minute, we got a show. No, no, I, I can't go to that. Yeah. i got to know my body. Oh, okay. But they got 18,000 fans out there. Yeah, no, can't do it. Really? I mean, would the suit miss a Shikolimi game? Oh, wait a minute. He missed a whole season once. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070. That spells suit. Here on News Radio 1070 WK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Are you okay there? What's going on? Ah, <laughs> uh, it was. I thought I thought he was phenomenal, Embiid. Oh yeah, I mean he had some bad turnovers in that fourth quarter, but and you can't ask Embiid, anything more from him. Embiid's playing hurt. I know exactly. You can tell he still I mean, wasn't himself. I mean, I mean a lot of, he missed sakes. a lot of those mid-range jumpers and everything. Yes, last night. I mean, he is. I mean, there. I mean, you cannot say one critical word about him. Partially torn meniscus because he's out there gutting his out, gutting it out left and right. I'll say this about Trey Young. Trey Young is a really different kind of player. 
he can have great outbursts of scoring and long-range shooting, which is phenomenal. But to be honest with you, Matt, I really question how well he knows how to play. How many times did I watch him yesterday where he dribbled himself into a double team with no idea how to get out? Like I'm like, what's he doing here? He had either turnovers or near turnovers, got away with a couple. I just sat back and like I said, I know he's supposed to be this great star in the league, but my goodness. He's not. Every time I watch him, he has he does some phenomenal things, and he does some things where I sit back and say, oh, my goodness, who taught this guy how to play? Why, I didn't like the pick from the very beginning. Well, they, they, they drafted Doncic and traded him. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever the insurance need may be, they have it. They can take care of it. They'll find you the exactly the right insurance. They'll do everything they can to find you the best price to save you money. Maybe it's even in bundles. But they go to work. And they go to work for you. Customer service means everything at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Sunbury Motors has, has them all. Not only that, but Sunbury Motors has great pre-owned inventory. Wide selection, great pricing, fits your budget, and has the Sunbury Motors guarantee. So whether it's new or pre-owned, it is Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So the Sixers lost yesterday. And they are now, as the number one seed, eliminated. And with that, we're going to bring in John Clark from NBC Philly. John, welcome back. It's great to have you with us. Thanks a lot for your time. Oh, you got it. Tough day, tough night. Tough day, tough night. But you know what? I, let me tell you where I walked out of that game yesterday. I'm not, you know, not physically there, but I'm talking after watching it on TV. The entire series. Joel Embreed, who was injured. I mean, he wasn't just hurt, John. He was injured. And he played, and I thought he played at a high level. Boy, that told me a lot about him. What did it tell you about him? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, he toughed it out. Um, And, you know, look, in the second half in the last three or four games, he wasn't himself. He had eight turnovers last night. I think he had combined nine in the last couple games before that. So a lot of turnovers from him. And uh, he also missed a bunch of shots in the second half of these games and in the fourth quarters. But, you know, I think that's definitely got to do with the knee and maybe a little bit of fatigue. 
And maybe he was not able to be himself completely taking the ball down low and being physical down low because of the knee and a little bit of the pain that he's in. And I'm sure that knee is not feeling too good by the end of the game. So, yeah, no, he gave everything he had. Obviously, they need to clean up the turnovers there. Uh, But it doesn't help when you're playing four on five because then somebody can go double-team Joel Embiid right away. Exactly, and that four on five is obviously Ben Simmons. Uh, I know that Doc Rivers says they have a plan for him in the off season, and I, I sat back and joked. I said, "Yeah, that plan is to make him a Sacramento King," uh, but that's uh, but that's not what Doc meant. How stunning is this to watch Ben Simmons? I mean, he's taking steps backwards with each season. I think, John. It's actually. Um really really stunning and in a way sad uh you know yeah i felt i felt for him when he's at the line towards the end of the game because you're like oh man if he misses both free throws this fan this fan base is going to get on him because look they were supporting him they were cheering him on but then when he's missing more and more free throws you start to hear the groans and the uneasiness in the crowd and and to me it's unacceptable to be declining in so many parts of your offensive game Yes. Uh, and, and to me, look, he said he was going to work on these things three years ago, off-season plan to get better at these things, and it just hasn't happened. And Brett Brown and Elton Brand asked him to shoot. Brett Brown even said, I want you to shoot one three a game. I want you to do this. Brett Brown said he failed. Elton Brand said he would shoot more going into the season before this season. And it just doesn't happen. Doc Rivers decided to take another tack because he could probably tell that Ben is not listening to his bosses so i mean this is either this is this is rock bottom and it's going to go one of two ways i mean they could trade him uh or um he actually will come in and start to shoot and be a threat to shoot because you can't go on like this you can't keep playing like this regular season fine playoffs it exposes you well not only that john but when he had a, a slam dunk and didn't take it he, mentally, where are we when that when something like that happens? That was bizarre. Yeah, that's that's stunning, and that's uh, in Philadelphia lore. That's kind of like you know Demarco Murray running out of bounds, not yeah. willing to take a little bit of a hit, or Ricky right. Waters for who or for, for who for what. Um, the one thing Philadelphia fans will not put up with is the lack of effort or someone who is afraid or hesitant to be aggressive and and try to win a game and and ben totally shied away from trying to help his teammates win a game offensively he he, you know look you can always say he's going to be one of the best defenders in the nba no doubt that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh but but man i mean you know this this is gonna this is this is when it gets exposed in in a second round series uh and when a team is able to look at you for a little while and they know how to play you um, so, yeah, this is I, – I, I can't remember something quite like this. Carson Wentz last year was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, but he, he tried. Ben completely shied away and was scared of shooting. All right. Here's what's frustrating to me. And I'm not going to sit down. Look, I mean, I'll be frank with everybody. Everybody knows, like, you know, the Sixers to me are another – one of the 30 teams. This is not an emotional attachment on my part. But personnel-wise, they're, the, they're better than Atlanta. I mean, I've done this for a long time, John, just like you have. 
Philadelphia has better personnel and didn't win. Absolutely. I, I will say Danny Green was a big loss because, you know, he would have yes. provided really good defense on Herter. And instead you've got Seth Curry, and, and you saw what happened there, Seth trying to defend him. Uh, so, so that was a loss. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Ben Simmons is a max player. He is an all-star. He is your second guy. He needs to um, be much better than he was offensively. I mean, that's to me, that's the series. When your point guard is not attempting any field goal attempts in the fourth quarter in the last four games, that is a huge deficiency and liability. He became a liability. How many max players are sitting out the end of games? And, and they need to be taken right. off the floor. Well, unless you're Kyrie Irving and you're a no-show. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> well, hey, look, I mean, I would take Kyrie Irving. I would take... Um, I, no, I wouldn't. It, I, no, ben, John, John, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, i, I got to argue with that about that. Kyrie Irving, the people in Boston will tell you, like, like it became apparent right away, he's a bad influence in the locker room. No, you don't want him. Uh, well, that's fair. That's fair. But here, here's my problem: is is, um, I, it, and maybe Doc Rivers did tell him this. Ben, I will take whatever happens at the free throw line, but I need you driving to the basket. I need you to be aggressive, trying yep. to score. Take it to the basket. I will put up with whatever happens. If you make no free throws, I'm going to put up with that because I need you to be aggressive. And you can't be afraid to play this game. Um, you know, yeah. Ben Simmons, regular season, he's going to score 18 points a game, get into the basket. And you lose, let's say, 14 points a game in the last three games. It's hard to make up when you don't have Danny Green. See, this is one of the keys to when you when you go through what the Sixers calls the process. And I gave them all the credit in the world for drafting Embiid when, let's face it, they were going to have to wait a couple of years for him. But to me, when you're going through the process, every pick has to be right. And the Simmons pick, ultra a lot of talent there, but in the end it doesn't feel right. And that's what derails the process because you have to be perfect on every pick. Yeah, I mean, how many other teams with the first pick would have taken him? Oh, everybody would have. No, everybody yeah. would have. There was not one. Now, when it came to the Fultz kid, I thought Tatum was the best player in the draft, but that's a different that's a different draft. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but i, I got to be honest with you. I mean, Joel Embiid is runner-up MVP. Ben Simmons is runner-up defensive player of the year. You could argue... Yep. He is the defensive player there. You could argue Joel Embiid when healthy is the MVP. Um, they were not themselves in this series. Joel because of injury, Ben because of a mental block. Um, yeah. So it's a shame. Um, but I mean, look, I, I, I'm not, I, I can't I can't tell you the process didn't fail. But I mean, they got Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons should be better. He should be better. He's declining offensively yeah. uh, in the playoffs and. Yeah. And that could lead to him being traded, but I mean, he he is an he's an incredible player. He's an incredible player. I see him I see him in warm up shooting threes and shooting jumpers. It is just stunning yeah. to me. It doesn't happen in the games. I, I I can't explain it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so, John, but there are other parts around it though. When you're doing something like this, and you have a great star in Embiid, and I think he's a fabulous player. 
and you got Ben Simmons, there are also parts that you put in around it. That's why they acquired a Tobias Harris. I like Thibel a lot, by the way. What do they have to do in the offseason to shore up parts like that? Because I felt like the Sixers were a better team when they had, for example, a guy like J.J. Redick. Well, Tobias Harris was a great regular season player. And in the playoffs up until mid-series against the Hawks, he was averaging like 24-9. and And then, yeah. you know, he, he played gutsy. He kept he kept battling, but he missed too many layups. So, so is that in the moment? He couldn't come through in the moment? Didn't have the right. closer mentality, the closer confidence? I mean, look, I, I see promise there in all these guys. Matisse Seibel, I like him too, but you know what? Yeah. That was a terrible foul. Yes. You know, putting for free, three free throws on the line. I mean, that was a huge point in the game. I think the Sixers were within one. Yes. That was huge. So, so you saw, yeah. you saw each each player. Um, you know, Seth Curry's defense, uh, Matisse Thybulle that foul, Tobias Harris missing too many layups, and and maybe not having that closer, that closer chutzpah like um, Jimmy Butler. So each 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 player has something to work on. They're a good team, but yeah. there's there's deficiencies. Um, so I, I'm not going to give up on them. I mean, the, right. they will be back with the ability to be in the second round again next year. And Brooklyn's obviously going to be tougher. And Milwaukee now now seems to have um, a tougher mentality now in those moments. Um, but they got a lot to work on. The Sixers have a lot to work on, and there's there's definitely going to be changes. John, one final question. It's going to be actually about Trey Young. Trey Young does some marvelous things during the course of any game. Where you sit back and go, look at the depth of that shot. Wow. Look at that drive. Wow. But I see a lot of moments from him that are spectacular. But at the same time, like you have, you know, like, you know for 40 years you're around this. And you ask yourself sometimes with certain players, like, he does a lot of great things, but does he actually know how to play the game? I watch him, and I, John, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I watch this guy dribble too much, dribble into double teams, get himself in trouble, and, like, you know, once in a while the Sixers bailed him out because they're the ones that knocked it out of bounds. I wonder how much he actually knows how to play the game while sprinkling in those spectacular wow moments. He's got a lot of wow and a lot of woe. I see your point, but i tell you what I love about him. Uh, he's like Allen Iverson. He never gets gun-shy. He's not afraid of the consequences. He's going to keep on shooting. He's going to keep on attacking. And, Good point. you know, the one, the one thing, he, he uh, induced more fouls this year than any other guard in the NBA. So yeah. he is... He is such a matchup problem because of his skills. I, I think he's going to grow and be better. I see what you're saying, but I think he's going to grow and be better. And he had a couple of huge shots in the fourth quarter, even though he was one for 12 right. in the first half and then, what, five for 23 for the game? Right. You know, I mean, I, I see I see what you're saying, but he's in the Eastern Conference Finals and um, came up with a couple big shots. Um, I like Trey Young. Oh, so do I. I like, no, I do too, yeah. John. I'm just questioning how. I mean, I'm questioning in certain moments he doesn't seem to like as spectacular as he can be. 
there are also some moments where I just question how well he knows how to play. Now, in terms of the ability to keep shooting, you and I would both remember, Rick Barry always just kept on shooting, and in the end, he found ways to score. So, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I hear hey. you. I hear what you're saying. But, you know, I, I mean, what a tremendous experience for him going to the Eastern yes. Conference Finals. He'll grow. I mean, that's what stinks about this situation. Everybody thought this was the Sixers' time. They went through this process. Then they lost in the playoffs in the second round uh, two of the three years going into this year. And, and they thought this is where they take their next step. And it's like it's like the Hawks just jumped ahead of them. Yeah. Trey Young is younger than these guys. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so it, it's uh, this is a big bummer. This is one of the this yeah. is one of the top losses in this series that I've experienced mm. in my time in Philly, and the feeling amongst the fans I can tell is the same. John, it still was a great pleasure talking with you. I love your analysis and your insights. So I appreciate you very much. Oh, you're the best. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Anytime. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Um, do they have? Does Purdy have like like a like suit insurance? We we all feel like we need it. You sir are my hero. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Life on the water comes in all shapes and sizes. From a fishing boat or pontoon boat to a jet ski, we keep you protected. This is Season from Purdy Insurance. We can help make your time on the water relaxed and worry-free with comprehensive protection for you, your friends and family, and your watercraft and boating equipment. We're independent and local, and we'll find the right boating insurance to fit your needs. Call our Sunbury office at 570-286-5855 or go to purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. Doc, do you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. When you, uh, when you say get in the gym with him, what, uh, what needs to be done? I mean, obviously, this is this is Yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's between Ben and I. First of all, that was a an absolutely honest answer. Oh, I yeah. don't know. No, seriously, like they he, he asked a question of whether he's a championship level point guard, and he says, "I don't know." I mean, you just went through two playoff series, and in two playoff series, they got through the first one in spite of Ben Simmons, and they couldn't get through the second one in large part because of Ben Simmons. It is very difficult to coach, because I know they're, you know, I know you were questioning Doc a little bit. Uh, coaching is not the issue with the Sixers. Doc Rivers is a really, really terrific NBA coach. It is very difficult to coach when you feel like you uh, figuratively have one arm tied behind your back. When your point guard is struggling so much out there with certain elements of the game, where defensively you love him, defensively you love him, his passing ability you love him, but his lack of confidence with his own shot, he's killing you out there uh, when it comes to hitting free throws. Now as a coach, you've got to make all these decisions. Now what do I do? Do I... Do I roll the dice and ride it and we make it to the end with him, or do I take him out and put in somebody else that's probably doing a better job offensively than he is right now? I mean, it's really hard to coach that way. 
And he went, one of, you know, there are two guys that he feels that he needs to count on to win. Joel Embiid is one. Ben Simmons is the other. When one of the two is out to lunch, what do you do? You could be Red Auerbach. You Red Auerbach looking around like, I don't know what the heck to do with it. Red Auerbach wouldn't know what to do. Phil Jackson would not know what to do. Where suddenly one of your stars you have to work around. He's, you know, he, Phil Jackson's coaching the, the Bulls, and Scottie Pippen suddenly just starts doing what Ben Simmons is doing. The Bulls aren't winning championships. Phil Jackson's a great coach. But when suddenly a person that you count on, where you know, normally a coach is going into said series, and you're thinking, okay, if Tobias Harris can be good, if Thibel can be good, if we can get something from Seth Curry, okay, you know, right? The Givens are Embiid and Simmons, and now you're going out, and you're playing the games, and you have one given, and now you've got a coach around your other given. I mean, that would be like Phil Jackson trying to coach around Scottie Pippen being out to lunch. I mean, the Bulls were not winning by 20 points, you know, when they won the championships. They were winning games like everybody else wins games, usually about, you know, anywhere from three to eight points. They weren't winning by 20. What if Scottie Pippen's not playing well? Suddenly you're not winning by three to eight, you're losing by three to eight. I mean, that's what that's what Doc's dealing with here. I mean, suddenly you know, Red Auerbach's out there, and John Havlicek's out to lunch. All right, now what do we do? Because Bill Russell was a good scorer. Bill Russell was a great defensive player and a good scorer, not a great scorer, but a good one. But suddenly you don't have Havlicek or you don't have Sam Jones shooting the ball. You got big problems. If Magic and Kareem don't have Worthy, where are they?